Welcome once again to Leto's Law. Here's Steve Leto. Barbecue season is upon us. <laughs> and a bunch of people sent me an article about a barbecue grill. And here's the deal. The Federal Trade Commission has announced they're taking action against Weber for illegally restricting customers' right to repair. And here's the deal. Right to repair as a movement has been going for a little while now and gaining steam. And there are some famous companies that are embroiled in the right to repair struggle. And uh, many people would say, but Steve, a, a, a barbecue grill? Well, any item that is sold with a warranty to consumers in America is covered by the Magnuson Moss Warranty Act as long as it costs above a certain amount. A barbecue grill certainly would qualify. So the grill comes with a warranty. The warranty must conform to federal law. The Federal Trade Commission says that Weber's warranty didn't do that. So the agency has ordered grill maker Weber to fix its warranty and come clean with customers. This is straight from the FTC's uh, press release. The FTC is taking action against grill maker Weber Stephen Products, LLC, for illegally restricting customers' right to repair their purchased products. The FTC's complaint charges that Weber's warranty included terms that conveyed that the warranty would be voided if customers used or installed third-party parts on their grill products. Weber is being ordered to fix the warranty by removing the illegal terms and recognizing the right to repair and come clean with customers about their ability to use third-party parts on their Weber grill in a way that won't harm the warranty. This is the FTC's third right to repair lawsuit in three weeks. It's according to the director of the FTC's Bureau of Consumer Protection. Companies that use their warranties to illegally restrict consumers' rights to repair should fix them now. Illinois-based Weber manufactures and sells grills and related products worldwide and offers limited warranties to consumers who buy its products that provide for no-cost repair or replacement should the products have defects or other issues. That's what a warranty does. And a minimum basis for that warranty to be legal requires it to conform with the MAGMOS Act. FTC says it's a priority for them to protect consumers' right to repair their products. The Magnuson Moss Warranty Act is one of the FTC's tools to address repair restrictions. It prohibits a company from conditioning a consumer product warranty on the consumers using any article or service identified by brand name unless it is provided for free. Following the FTC's right to repair report nixing the fix, the commission commission issued a policy statement on repair. and pledged to ramp up investigations into illegal repair restrictions. FTC recently announced complaints and orders against Harley-Davidson and the maker of Westinghouse outdoor generators on similar allegations. According to the FTC's complaint, Weber imposed illegal warranty terms that voided customers' warranties if they used or installed any third-party parts on their grill products. FTC alleges that these terms harm consumers And they harm competition in multiple ways, including it restricts consumer choice. So consumers who buy a product covered by a warranty do so to protect their own interests, not the manufacturers. Weber's warranty improperly implied that as a condition of maintaining the coverage, consumers had to use the company's parts. Uh, It costs consumers more money by telling consumers their warranty will be voided if they choose third-party parts. Weber forced consumers to use potentially more expensive options provided by Weber itself. This violates the Warranty Act, which prohibits these clauses unless a manufacturer provides the required parts for free under the warranty or is granted an exception from this by the FTC. And I've mentioned that before, that if a company 
has a warranty on a product and they say, there's a specific part you must use if you replace this part. It must be from this particular company or a particular type or from us. They can get an exception to that. They can get the exemption granted by the FTC, but they've got to go in and prove it to the FTC first, then get the exception. They haven't done that. They can't do this. It undercuts independent businesses. The Warranty Act's tying prohibition protects not just consumers, but also independent repair shops and manufacturers of aftermarket parts. It also reduces resiliency. Robust competition from aftermarket part manufacturers is critical to ensuring that consumers get the replacement parts they need when they need them and not being at the mercy of branded part supply chains. More resilient and repairable products also lead to less waste in the form of products that could otherwise be fixed. Under the FTC Act and the Warranty Act, the FTC has the authority to take action against companies violating consumer protection laws, including those engaging in unfair or deceptive acts or practices. The FTC's order in this case prohibits further violations, recognizes consumers' right to repair, and they ask that Weber must send notices informing consumers that their warranties will remain in effect even if they use or install third-party parts on their Weber grill products. The commission voted on this one, and they went with a consent agreement, and they voted 5-0 to to, uh, go this route. The FTC will publish a description of the consent agreement package in the Federal Register soon. The agreement will be subject to public comment for 30 days, after which the commission will decide whether to make the proposed consent order final. Instructions for filing comments appear in the published notice. Once processed, comments will be posted on regulations.gov. And what they're talking about here is they've apparently sat down with Weber's look. Here's the action we could take against you. However, if you want to, we can short-circuit the entire process, and you can just simply agree to abide by the law, and here's what we think that means. And they've laid it out in the form of a consent agreement. And apparently Weber's has said, we agree to that. We'll do that. And now, if they wanted to, they can go to court and fight this, see what happens. But by agreeing to do this, a consent agreement's been reached. Now, interestingly enough, if you reach an agreement like that in court, uh, it's not uncommon that the parties simply say, Judge, we've reached an agreement. You go into court, you put it on the record, or you submit the consent agreement to the court, and the court accepts it and files it and makes it official. But here, the FTC is saying, we're going to take the consent agreement and post it and let people comment on it. We'll take those comments into account as to whether or not the the consent agreement becomes final. So that's an interesting twist, but that's, of course, because it's an administrative proceeding, I suspect, rather than a full-blown lawsuit. So that's interesting. But I can tell you that I've had several barbecues, several. And there's a problem (laughs) with barbecues because barbecues tend to have this life cycle where you buy it, it's brand new, it looks beautiful, and you use it. The question is, where do you put it? And do you cover it? And is it outdoors? So I've had different places I've lived where I had one, for instance, where I had it in my garage and I could open the door up and push it out of the garage right there, use it, pull it back in, close the garage. And it was being kept indoors, although I was using it outdoors. But I had another place once where I couldn't do that with it. So I left it outside, but I covered it. I would literally uncover it, use it. After I was done eating, I'd come back out, close it, cover it again, and push it up against the wall. 
So it was outdoors, but it was covered the entire time. Well, the problem is that humidity and moisture still got to it. And I noticed it started to rust in a few spots and whatnot, but I kept using it. And I kept using it. And then one day I noticed a couple problems with the switches on the front because you had to, to get it started. You had to use one switch and you hit the starter and then you'd flip it back and then you could open up all the burners. And I remember having some issues with these switches kind of feeling funky. And so one day I went out and I flipped the switch, hit the starter. It started. I walked away from it, came back outside a minute later and there were flames shooting out. <laughs> From where the dials were for how you turned up each burner. Flames were shooting out. So so here, <laughs> uh, I don't have anything round. But, you know, the dial's like this big and there's flames shooting out around it. So you're on this side. You want to turn this thing off, but there's flames shooting out. <laughs> and I remember looking at the situation going, okay, that can't be good. And um, this can end one of two or three different ways. One of which is, if I run somewhere down the road, that tank might go. <clears throat> Don't want that to happen. But on the other hand, if I try to approach it and uh, try to shut off the gas, if I'm successful, of course, I'll, I'll get the gas shut off and, and we'll all be fine. <laughs> It's that middle ground of what happens if I'm trying to shut it off and something goes wrong. So I actually had a fire extinguisher. And, and I've, I've actually, as I've gotten older, <laughs> I mean, we all get older. But as I've aged, I've, I found myself actually thinking to myself, let's get a couple fire extinguishers around here just in case. <laughs> fire extinguisher. So I go inside, grab a fire extinguisher. And I think I also had work gloves. and put work gloves on. And I ran out back to, back to the barbecue. And I first of all, I pushed it a little bit away from the structure. And uh, blasted it with a fire extinguisher at those grates. And I managed to flip the door open and reach in and shut the gas off. And that <laughs> sprayed down the rest of the fire extinguisher. Emptied the fire extinguisher into this unit. And then a little while later, disconnected the gas, pulled the tank out of it. And hold it to the curb. <laughs> so I, I don't think there's any actual risk of some catastrophic explosion that you could see from space. I don't think I would have made the news. But there is that thought going through your head as open flames are shooting out of the wrong part of a barbecue. And you realize that that's all happening about uh, a foot from maybe 18 inches from the top of the tank of propane. But... That's my little barbecue story. I've since gotten one more barbecue, and I, I use it from time to time. But that's what I was joking about earlier about the life cycle of a barbecue. Because you often see barbecues out by the side of the road on big trash pickup day. And a lot of people, as you drive down the street and look, you'll, you'll see, especially if you can see in the side yards and backyards, there's barbecues out back, covered, uncovered, and, and eventually they all do that where... Brand new, you buy it, you use it, sits outside for a while, makes it up the curb and gets hauled away. So the life cycle of the barbecue is one thing, but the Federal Trade Commission has now ordered Weber to stop illegally restricting customers' right to repair their grills. And Weber has apparently agreed to that. And if this all goes down the way we think it will, you'll get a notice if you have a Weber grill telling you that you are free to use 
parts from other manufacturers as long as they're basically the same as the parts that came off the unit. So this was sent to me by Kevin, Andy, Jason, Jeffrey, B-Demon, Joel, Patrick, Rob, Larry, and Christoph. Thank you very much. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. If life were predictable, it would cease to be life and be without flavor.